Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast You know what day it is Inner Wealth Podcast Meditate and give So manifest the greater this And things all good Cause I say it is Investing in inner wealth Real generational wealth Is mental health It's an inside game No toxicity Less talking More listening Ladies and gentlemen, and now introducing David McCullough, founder of Inception, the first mental health gym. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inner Wealth Podcast. Um, couple, probably about last year, I think it was during the pandemic. Right before I decided to do um, our podcast, I was actually going to be doing two podcasts. I was going to do a podcast of um, called Into the Interverse and Inner Wealth. And I decided to just keep Inner Wealth and I pretty much kind of put Into the Interverse in my back pocket. But I did do a episode, one episode with Into the Interverse with Clint Ober. Now, Clint Ober is the rediscoverer of grounding, a.k.a. earthing, a.k.a. putting your bare feet onto the to the earth. And it's, he's pretty much completed 26 peer review studies uh, since that, spent over 20 years doing uh, the research and actually selling grounding products. So I had the opportunity to have a conversation with him, but I never released it. So I thought, you know what, it'd probably be a good treat to re- release this to the uh, the inner wealth community. So um, today I'm going to release that episode. It, it has basically the intro to Into the Interverse and the outro. So when you when you watch it, don't think you're not watching Inner Wealth. This, this is that, that, this podcast, but this is a never released uh, episode. So we're going to just move forward and uh, enjoy. All right. So welcome everybody to the first episode of Into the Interverse with my name is David McCuller and today I have a special guest with us someone I really sought out and wanted to get this information on something that's very powerful that I've been speaking on for at least the last year but something I've been doing probably for the last 14 years unknowingly so we'll we'll go dive deep into this but I want to introduce Clint Ober. Clint is the CEO of Earth FX, and I like to call him the the pioneer and rediscoverer of grounding, aka earthing. Welcome, Clint. Well, <clears throat> glad to be here, David. Good to be on your first uh, your first podcast, your first show, and that's a real treat. Well, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So, Clint, how did you even come about? Like, how do you find or rediscover something like grounding? Well, it's um, I'm, I'm an observer, I guess. 
Um, I have to back up a little bit. Uh, I grew up in a, on a ranch environment where you have cattle mm-hmm. and you have a big, big pasture. And when I was very young, I was, you know, given a, a horse and I was to sit on the horse and, and to be a cowboy. And what a cowboy does is they go out and ride the pasture and just sit there with the herd. And if one of the animals in the herd doesn't, isn't acting properly, then you take them out of the herd and then you go ride the pasture and find out what's wrong. So you're constantly observing things. So, but you check the water, you check to make sure the grass is not too short, mm-hmm. make sure there's not a dead animal upstream. But there's something in the pasture. If you have a sick cow, there's something in the pasture that made it sick. It didn't get sick by itself. Right. It's something in the environment that caused that. So <clears throat> I grew up with that innate um, thing of, of prevention, meaning always looking at things uh, differently. What's causing somebody to be sick? What is the cause of any given situation? But anyhow, I have that background. I didn't know anything about grounding back then, mm-hmm. but I grew up <clears throat> with this prevention. At, uh, and then I also grew up in, with a lot of, a lot of my friends were Native American. And um, they lived out in the hinterlands of Montana. There weren't very many people. And um, so I had, that, you know, this earthy pull. I mean, the Native American are very uh, connected people to the earth. I mean, they're very in tune. At least back then, they were very in tune with the earth. And everything was systemic, meaning it's all connected. It's all related. Right. So if you take care of everything, then everything will be fine. Nature, nature is perfect. If there's a problem out there, we created it or something that we did created it. So anyhow, that's where I come from. And then uh, when I was, um, uh, when I left that environment, I went to work in the communications industry, uh, developing uh, with, you know, uh, uh, cable TV, what they called, back then it was called CATV, Community Antenna Television. Mm -hmm. Because back then you didn't have internet, you didn't have all these channels. You were lucky to have, in some of these areas, one channel. Right. And so we would build uh, these cable systems and put an antenna up on a mountain, pick up the signals, bring them down in the valley or behind the hills, and then people could get television. And that industry blossomed over a period of, you know, 40 years. Um, Let's see, I started when I was um, in the 60s. Um, And um, But anyhow, that industry was... um, in that when you run a cable or any kind of a wire into the house, mm-hmm. you have to ground it to the earth in order to prevent, because uh, on the cable lines or the telephone lines or anything, the wind is blowing, it'll create static electricity and noise. And is that, is that where we get the cackling noise on the TV or like a, mm-hmm. a foggy yeah. picture? Yeah, that's interference. Uh, it, you have all kinds of uh, environmental um electric fields out there you have uh, you know radio television you know all the police radio airline radio uh, i mean there's hundreds and hundreds of different types of uh, signals in the air mm-hmm. and when you on the cable if the cable is perfectly and it's grounded well then it cancels all that out right and a lot of that is static electricity and and then if there's lightning in the air you know, if you have 100 miles of wire up in the air going throughout a community and there's lightning anywhere and it were to hit the wire or the cable, then it's got to, <clears throat> so you want to ground, I mean, the cable has to be grounded everywhere so it instantly 
grounds the lightning and prevents any damage. Right. But if you don't ground a cable system, then it can travel down the cable and into the home and blow up a TV and create a fire. So those those are the technical descriptions of how grounding is used in cable television and electrical um, industry as well, correct? Yeah. So what what you found was that we as human beings are similar to that and we have to be grounded as well other or we pick up these type of this interference and that causes um problems to our body is that is that is that correct well it's um it's, it's back in 1960 about before then we were always barefoot or we wore a leather sole shoe by and large there were a few rubber sole shoes, but primarily they were leather or barefoot. And leather shoes were expensive, so you had to carry them. If I mean, if it was raining, you had to carry them so they didn't get ruined. So barefoot was a very common thing. So when we're barefoot and touching the earth, then we are grounded. Mm-hmm. And what the, what grounded means is, you know, the earth has an electrical surface charge or a negative, meaning no charge. And... <clears throat> So when you touch it, then any your body becomes equal with the earth, electrically speaking, mm-hmm. and then uh, it, it protects you from charges, uh, environmental charges, and so on. So let me try to get this correct for you. So <clears throat> when you are not grounded, your body is an antenna, mm. and it attracts uh, electric fields from that are radiating from appliances or anything electrical in your home, your electrical wiring and so on. There's electric fields and most people are not aware of them and there's not a lot of focus put on them. Does that include Uh, Wi-Fi? Yes, Wi-Fi, anything that radiates a signal into the air, you are an antenna. It's like when you you have one of your key fobs that when you wanna lock your car or unlock your car, Okay, there's not enough antenna in the key itself to send that signal, but in your hand, in your body, then your body serves as part of the antenna. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and most people are not aware of a lot of these things. So our bodies are becoming antennas when we use key fobs? Well, yeah, but it's not a problem. It's not gonna harm you or anything like that. The, uh, The ones that can harm you would be if you're in a home ungrounded and you have Wi-Fi and you have all of these things going 24 Mm seven, then what they do, these electric fields, um, what they do is they send a signal into the air. Um, It's like a, you know, a radio station sending a signal and you have a radio and you pick it up and you tune it in and you, so, but there's a, uh, an electromagnetic wave going through the air. Mm -hmm. So, all of these radio stations, if you can imagine anything that's communications oriented um, and electrical, there's electric fields. So we live in a sea of electric fields. Mm-hmm. And our body, when it is not touching the earth, is an antenna. We attract and absorb. Uh, they perturb, they can perturb electrons of the body, in the body, of the body. So um, without a background in radio or communications or electronics, it's kind of hard to get your mind around this a little bit. Uh But I'm trying to think of a metaphor. Static electricity 
is a good metaphor because you build up static electricity and you go touch something, then uh, oftentimes you're stealing electrons from a doorknob and you'll feel a little spark. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll flip your sheets up and down at night and there's you can see static electricity in between the sheets. Right. Depending on what, where, what part of the country. So there's everything is electrical. Um, and these electrical, uh, static electricity is just a buildup, either a shortage of electrons mm -hmm. or an abundance of electrons. And they're trying to equalize, you know, get back to neutral, get back to normal uh, earth potential, meaning eliminate the charge, eliminate the possibility of a spark or a charge or to create a fire. Right. Well, I was just on a podcast the other day and I, you know, because my background is in information technology and uh, computer technology. So when we used uh -huh. to open up computer hardware, we would have to use grounding bracelets so that yeah. we would not short the motherboard out. And the, the right. podcast I was on with my friends, RJ and um, AJ, they used to fuel jetliners. And so they used to have to ground to fuel the jetliner and they would get fired if they didn't do it because it could literally cause a spark and explode right. jet. So, exactly. so, you know, I think for our audience, it's like, I think we understand that if we have to do that type of grounding, right. Uh, yeah. From a technological standpoint, we should really understand that from a humanistic standpoint as well. Right. So, right. so that jet may blow up or that motherboard may short out, right? So Clint, tell us what, well, what, is, what is actually the damage happening for us when we walk around with these you know, charged fields in our body? Well, um, I have to uh, give a little backstory here to make sense of it. Basically, what I learned was you know, 22 years ago, I accidentally because of my background, I was retired. And I accidentally asked the question, is there any consequence to humans no longer being naturally grounded? And I had the backgrounding grounding and I had some equipment that wasn't working and I had to ground it to make it work properly. So <clears throat> after I fixed that, I went outdoors and I sat on a bench and up, funds, up uh, comes a tour bus with a, a tour. I was in a, in a resort area. And these people get off and they're all wearing these white Nike tennis shoes. Mm -hmm. And it looked like they'd all been to a strip mall or outlet mall and they were on sale because they all had the same pair. They were shorter stature people. Mm -hmm. I think it was a tour group from Japan. And then they had these big white tennis shoes. And so it was rather obvious. So anyhow, I looked at them and something intuitively, something came out of the blue. And I asked the question, I wonder if there's any problem with us wearing these shoes that we're wearing and I didn't know. So that night I went home and I started measuring electric fields. I mean, I started measuring my body mm -hmm. when it's grounded versus when it's not grounded. Mm -hmm. That's when I became intimately aware of all these electric fields in our homes and the charges that are built up on our body from static and from all of these, you know, um, low frequency electric fields. And then we have Wi-Fi now. Back then, we didn't have a lot of Wi-Fi or anything like that. Right. But, but we had cell phone and a different kind of, you know, just a quieter, a quieter. 22 years ago, it's unbelievable how, many, how much has changed. But anyhow, um, so that night, uh, I, I checked 
as I was walking around the house, I connected a wire to a ground rod in the earth and I connected it to an electric volt meter, a voltage meter. And then I would touch the probe with my fingers and then walk around the room. And I could see that the closer I got to lamps or anything electrical, that the voltage on my body would come up, the AC voltage on my body. Mm -hmm. So the radiating electric fields were creating uh, voltage on my body. And what that means is, uh, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's 60 times a second that field is turning on, turning off. So electrons in your body, uh, especially water molecules, are going back and forth 60 times a second. So it creates anxiety, irritability in, mm -hmm. in, in, in the body. So, but anyhow, I didn't know any of this at that time. I was just an electrical guy. I knew, ask me anything about electronics or electrical, I can tell you. But I didn't, I knew nothing about biology at that time. But anyhow, so I, in my bedroom, I found that that's where the electric fields were the highest from the lamps and from the wiring in the wall mm -hmm. at the head of the bed. Because when they run the wires in your home, the electricians come in and they at waist high, they take a drill and they drill the holes across the two by fours. Mm -hmm. Then they string the wires back and forth up and down to the outlets and um, switches. Right. And then they put the wall board up. And then so when you buy your bed, put it up against the wall, here's a pillow and you're laying it right next to just a few inches, six inches from this electrical wiring. And so it's creating electric charge on your body. And so anyhow, I, I assumed that was the problem. I didn't know. Uh, so I went to the hardware store and I bought me a roll of two inch wide metal duct tape that you put around heater, you know, heating vents. And I laid it across my bed and I connected it to a ground rod in the earth. I laid on it, measured my body voltage and I went to zero. So I knew that when I was on it, I was grounded to the earth. Now, when you're grounded to the earth, those charges are you you can't um, you can't be charged when you're grounded. Mm -hmm. It's like static electricity when you're playing with the computer. You ground the body to get rid of any uh, uh, abnormal charges on the body, unnatural charges on the body, and then you're at zero potential, and that means uh, everything is calm and quiet uh, the way it's supposed to be. So anyhow, but that night, uh, and I, at that time I was. I think I was 54 years old. I'm 76 now. But it, <clears throat> so anyhow, I was playing with the voltmeter and testing the voltage on my body. And the, the thing, and then all of a sudden, it was like 10, 11 o'clock. I woke up the next morning. I actually fell asleep. And the voltmeter was down laying by my side. And the reason that was significant was because I, I was a cowboy. I had skied, tennis, everything you could do to create pain in your body, I've done. Uh -huh. And I had a lot of pain. And, and I couldn't sleep at all. And uh, so anyhow, but I fell asleep that night and I slept, slept like a baby. And I did that for a couple more nights because I couldn't believe it. And then uh, a few days later, I started grounding a couple of friends and talking about sleep. I thought that this stuff impacted sleep. I didn't know anything else. And I grounded a couple of them. And then one, one of the guys came over a day or so later and he says, do you think this could have anything to do with arthritis? He said, I said, I don't think so. I think it just helps with sleep. And he said, well, my arthritis is going down. Is, is, is something's going on here. And then I recognized, oh, my goodness, my pain, all the pain in my body that I usually took Advil or whatever I get my hands on, 
uh, <clears throat> was, was starting to dissipate and almost completely gone. And I thought, wow, this is really significant. And then I started asking and looking on the internet about grounding, why grounding did this. There was no this is year 19 what? 1999. So you couldn't find anything on the internet at that time that anybody was talking about grounding? No. No, the only thing you could find, I went down to the University of Arizona in Tucson. The only thing you, that I found was they have to ground the human body when they operate on you, when surgery. they open you up. Right. Surgery, because otherwise you can create static electricity and a spark can create a... Well, that's a like a fractal, right? From me opening a computer up and having to be right. grounded or I short out a motherboard, right? So... Here, here you, can short, you can short out the heart. <laughs> yeah, short out the heart, right? So that makes sense. So you, you found out really that it just the sleep was improving and then your inflammation was reducing because that's, that's what pain is, right? Inflammation. But, but nobody was familiar with the word inflammation hmm. back then. The word inflammation didn't enter the common language until about 204, five years later. Wow, really? Yeah. So what, what did we call it before 2004? We just called it pain? Called it pain. Swelling. Swelling. Yeah. So, so therein lies the story. Um, <clears throat> so at that time, I had, uh, I could ground anybody and their pain would go away. And of course, you're going to sleep better when your pain goes away. Right. And that's, that's kind of what it was all about. So anyhow, it set me off on this journey where I spent, you know, 20 years or longer now um, trying to learn about it and understand it and mostly asking why nobody knows about it. And um, so I went to, I left uh, Arizona and I went to uh, California, I went to UCLA and tried to get them to help with the sleep study. And, you know, because nobody knew about it, and I said, you, you have to learn about this because this is important. Uh -huh. And uh, so they kind of uh, pretty much, you know, said, you're nuts. You left me off campus. You expect us to believe that somebody's going to, you know, put a nail in the ground, tie a wire around your toe, and they're going to sleep better than they. And they said, you know, just go away here. Uh -huh. And, uh, and I did, but I did learn a lot by visiting with them and a couple of the students there that were doing doctoral uh, studies. And so anyhow, I, um, had, I ended up having to do the first study myself with the help of a couple of students and, and a nurse that took interest in it. And we went out and designed a study where we grounded 60 people. 30 of those people were not real grounded. They were placebo grounded. Okay. And 30 of them were actual grounded. And that study is kind of where it all came, uh, where it all kind of, un, you know, um, opened up where we, un I had no idea what I was doing when we first did that study, except that all we did was we had a series of questions. We grounded them. And then we asked them a series of questions mm -hmm. um, 30 days later or six weeks later. And there was a nurse that, um, that did all of the interviewing and, all of that. But the thing that was very interesting when I, when we did that first study, because I figured I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, um, you know, get all these people and they're going to give us all this material. And then I can go back to UCLA and say, here, do something. Right. But anyhow, so what happened was at the end of that study, we had all kinds of people, almost everybody said they slept better and they had less pain. And then they started going into like, 
those the the ladies who had PMS issues, their PMS oh. disappeared, uh, TMJ disappeared, and just a host of other chronic, you know, um, health disorders. And <clears throat> so we didn't really know what to make of all of that. But one thing, while we were doing that study, the most significant thing in the study was one day I was out given two pads and they were both live pads, real pads, uh -huh. not placebo. And they were drawn out of a hat. And I went to these, these two people, these two people's homes. One was like an 80 year old gentleman who had all kinds of health issues. And he had anything wrong with him. I mean, you just looked at him like he wasn't going to live much longer. But anyhow, I went into his bedroom and his bed, it was an Adobe house and a brick floor. And on his bedroom, where his bed was, and where you know, on that side of the bed, bedroom, there was no lamps, no electrical, and there were no electric fields. So when I would measure the electric fields in his bedroom, they were non-existent. Hmm. And I thought to myself, this is terrible because this guy, we're not going to get any results out of this guy, and I'm wasting a good pet. But I, you have to follow the rules, so I did. And didn't think too much about it. And then, so I went in the afternoon, went over to a, a lady's home who was probably in her 80s. And she had terrible arthritis in both wrists. Uh -huh. Just, I mean, you could feel the heat and the pain. And, but, you know, she was, you know, content to sit there and listen to me and all that. But, you know, her son was there. And so we went into her bedroom set up the pad, the pad, we put a, a pad underneath the uh, sheet and then would have them sit on it before. And then I would test the ground worth, you know, it, when she's grounded, what's the voltage? When she is grounded, you know, there'd be no voltage and so on. The voltage before being grounded and the voltage after being grounded would be zero. So <clears throat> anyhow, as we were grounding her, her hands were so sore that she couldn't hold the meter where I could test it. So I put an electrode patch on her hand and uh -huh. an alligator clip and connected it to the ground. And same on the other hand, but connected it to a meter. And we were talking and I was explaining to her son what we were doing. And all of a sudden she raises her hand. She says, well, this one's working, but this one's not working. I didn't know what she was talking about. Uh, and then I thought about it, then I thought, okay, I'll switch them back and forth. And then all of, all of a sudden, she, this one going to the ground, she says, well, that one, now that one's working too. And uh, so anyhow, what had happened within five minutes of just putting an electrode patch in her hand and grounding her to the earth, the inflammation in her arthritic uh, joints, was the pain started to come down, the heating swelling, just in five, ten minutes. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> so anyhow, I, I didn't know at that time what that was all about, except that her bedroom, she had the highest voltage I'd ever seen in any of the subjects that we had in that study. We had 60, 60 people in that study. And so <clears throat> it was like 20. I said, well, we're going to get some great results here. So anyhow, I went back and the study was finished and time went by and um, you know, about 30 days after and one day I walked in and they were the nurse and, and another lady were going through and trying to calculate all the numbers and the results from the study. Uh -huh. And I saw these two people and I looked at them and they both had the same results. They both had, they slept better. They had significant improvements in their respiration, 
pain and all kinds of things. And I said, you know, that's not possible because this person didn't have any electric fields in their bedroom. Wow. So that's when I recognized that the electric fields are problematic, but the electric fields alone were not by reducing electric fields on the body is was not reducing the pain or the inflammation. So then I went and did a bunch of research and a bunch of work. And then I realized after some experiments that it was being connected to the earth alone, being charged with earth free electrons. That's what prevented or reduced and prevented. Right. So, so wait a second. So is this not about reducing the charge? If the guy who had no interference in his home, so is it, is it, there's a double benefit that's going on here? Yeah, there's a double benefit. First of all, if you're grounded, then you're protected from these electric fields. Mm -hmm. That's natural. Um, <clears throat> but what's putting out, so now we get into the pain and the fire in the body. Inflammation, okay. the word inflame, inflammation means the body's on fire. Mm -hmm. Body's in flame, on fire, inflammation. So anyhow, I along the way, we kept doing some studies. And then I met a doctor from uh, back in Connecticut uh, who was at a, attending a seminar in California. He was a, a very well-known doctor. And I asked him, or we showed him what we were doing. And we told him that, you know, we're reducing pain. And he grounded himself. And after we visited for a little bit, he says, Clint, he says, if you're affecting pain like this, you have to be, you have to be studying inflammation. Now, nobody had heard the word of the inflammation back then. He says, because you can't have pain unless you have inflammation. The body's on fire, then it creates pain, and then you feel, you don't feel good. So anyhow, after he left, then we started to work on uh, doing research and trying to find out what inflammation was. And back then, you have the inflammatory cascade, meaning if you have a pathogen or a damaged tissue in your body, then the immune system releases, sends white blood cells in, let's say, a neutrophil. Mm -hmm. And it goes over, it swims over to where the damage is or the pathogen is. Then it will encapsulate. It wraps itself around the damaged cell of the pathogen. And then it releases what they call reactive oxygen species. Um, free radicals for more common terms. <clears throat> but a reactive molecule means it's electrically charged, means it's missing an electron, and it has the power to go steal an electron in order to neutralize its reactive state. So that's how the immune system works. So, But nobody really understood this until about 204, when uh, Ritger and the boys back at Boston Mass came out with their big studies and said, you don't have cancer, you don't have all these health disorders, you don't have cardiovascular disease, you don't have any of these things. What you have is chronic inflammation. Mm. And it manifests differently in different people based in their, on their lifestyle and their you know, genetics. <clears throat> but some people, it will manifest as, you know, uh, heart issues. Mm -hmm. uh, some people, it will you manifest as cancer, others, lupus, MS, fibromyalgia, you name it, a host. 
But anyhow, all of these, you have to have chronic inflammation for an extended period of time before you get to own any one of these health disorders. Now, nobody knew this, but that was, that was the big event back in 204. In fact, there was the front cover on Time Magazine, inflammation, you know, the you know, body on fire. Right. Uh, so I have a question, though, about the, um, you know, the studies that's being done, because when you do studies, you have like um, a control, you have placebo, uh, yep. double blind studies. Yep. So my thought process is after learning about grounding, wouldn't every study that's been done that has to do with health, isn't that? almost like should be almost thrown out the window if the person is not grounded during the study? Absolutely. That's one of my claims is that, you know, we are studying ungrounded people. Everybody's body's on fire. You know, we have a hundred modern health disorders from MS to lupus to autism to diabetes. All of these are inflammation related health disorders body on fire related health disorders but nobody knows what the cause of the fire is and i can tell you i mean one of it is when you are grounded your body is flooded with free electrons so then when a neutrophil releases reactive oxygen then these excess electrons from the earth can neutralize it immediately after it does its job mm. where if you don't ground it and you are short of electrons then those are, those are only going to last, those radicals are only going to last, you know, 20 nanoseconds at the most. And then they're going to steal an electron from a healthy cell, damage it. Another message goes out to the immune system. The immune system sends another neutrophil, sends more reactive oxygen. So it's, that's, how, that's how you burn a log. You know, it's a fire. We've created a fire in the body mm -hmm. because we don't have enough electrons. In, throughout all history, throughout in all time, we were naturally grounded to the earth. We were always negatively charged. We always had a negative charge, meaning no charge. You can't have inflammation. You can't have you know, fire without if there's no charge. So to give you an example, to help put this in, give um, me a metaphor is animals who live in the wild. Dogs, I mean, or coyotes, uh, wolves, rabbits, antelope, deer, elk, you name it, birds, all of them. They have, there is no such thing as cancer. They do not have autoimmune disease. They do not experience autoimmune diseases. Mm -hmm. Now, animals who live indoors with their owners, 50% death rate from cancer. Cancer is an autoimmune-related health disorder. Wow. And then the other, and the rest of the animals, I mean, they're all suffering from uh, uh uh, inflammation related health or similar to their owners. You know, charge that the owners have, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're living in indoors. They're living away from the earth, mm -hmm. but the animals who live on the earth don't have these health disorders. The animals who live indoors insulated from the earth, they are all suffering from these inflammation related health disorders, just like their owners. Mm-hmm. Indigenous cultures who live on the earth, you know, go to um, Australia, some of these uh, inside and um, just all over the, you know, all over the world, there's these indigenous cultures. They don't have the modern health disorders that we have. They don't have the cancers. They don't have these things. You have to, you, you have to create inflammation. See, 
your, your immune system is um, what keeps you alive. I mean, it's the you most. Told, you told me when I met you, you said the immune system, and, and I've been quoting that ever since because I found it. It's not like I didn't know, but it just it's it's straightforward. Nothing heals the body but the immune system. Right. Yeah. There's you can't go take a bottle of pills and expect it's going to heal the body. I mean, it, the body is systemic. There's no one thing that you're missing. Right. I mean, it's, and you give it food and nutrition, it'll make what it needs if you just give it enough nutrition. But basically, it's you need a well-balanced diet. You need all these things. Um, and, and grounding isn't the end-all to end-alls, but you can't, if you are grounded 24-7, you can't have inflammation in a human body. So that means there's 100 modern health disorders. You can't have, you can't have chronic inflammation because you still have acute inflammation, right? Uh, acute inflammation to heal, actually, right? To acute inflammation yeah. to heal if you hurt yourself, but yeah, but but that's a that's called the uh, in, the inflammatory cascade okay. where these chemicals are released and they burn up, they oxidize. To give you an example, if you were to have surgery or uh, you know have a tooth pulled or dental surgery, if you are grounded, I mean, most people they give you Vicodin when you go home. Mm -hmm. so that you can handle the hot burning pain right if you are grounded and negatively charged there is no hot burning pain you can pull the tooth in there is no hot burning pain you'll have that subtle pain that says leave me alone let me heal but you won't have that oxidative hot burning pain uh, if you have open heart surgery if you get grounded afterwards you won't have that pain so, so now that you say that, let me tell you this story that just happened. Um, and you actually met my friend when we were in LA who she, she called me, it's like maybe three weeks ago and she had a surgery done that typically would leave the body black and bruised, right? right. So yeah. after she had the surgery done, she went to her massage therapist because after the surgery, the specific type of surgery she needed to get done, you typically get these lymphatic, manual lymphatic drainages done, right? Yes. Yes. Her, 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 her massage therapist said, where are your bruises? And I have pictures of it all. She said, yeah. where are your bruises at? And she said she was very emphatic about it. Like, no, seriously, where are your bruises? And she had maybe minor bruising in one specific right. area. And she said, no, this is it. And so I said, then I asked my friend, I said, so can you send me pictures of what it looks like, you know, normally after right. surgery? And it was the whole black and blue. And she had none of that. But right. she had met you. I had gave her grounding products and she had been grounding ever since then yeah. to the point where now, yeah. even when she goes back to her doctor, her doctor's like, her recovery is like, He's amazed. Yeah, you know, you'll have a a seventy percent improvement at least in recovery and healing time. And I and, and, I, and I I didn't want to call it. I kept telling people as I tell this story. I said I don't want to call it that. That grounding speeds up recovery. Grounding that's our natural level of recovery. We're just disconnected from it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you, you're you're absolutely right. This is nature. Like animals get injured, and what, you know, like a dog gets injured or a cat gets injured, what do they do? They go crawl underneath the porch, dig a hole, and lay on the dirt. And then a few days later, they're up running around. Wow. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's by not being living in nature, not living as we were, naturally grounded, healing and recovery is totally extended because now you have all of this inflammation in the body, this oxidative stress. These radicals are forever creating, um, you know, like if you have an open wound, they're forever uh, uh, creating, you know, they're trying to heal and trying to, you know, mend. But in the process, you have all these free radicals and these free radicals are stealing electrons from the healthy tissue. Exactly. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Exacerbating the situation. So it takes a much longer time to heal when you are not naturally grounded. Yeah. So I, I remember in a, when, so that language, now that you say that language of inflammation didn't come out to about 2004. And now I'm hearing, you know, that when we talk about free radicals, I remember when that started to become a big thing about, you know, oxidative stress and then people right. are drinking high level amounts of uh, alkaline water. Um, and, you know, now you have the CBDs out there and all these things for inflammation. And it just seems like that's why I keep consuming things when you can just ground. Right. Yeah. Do like the animals do in nature. Right. So, you know, I, I would you know, imagine that hurts those industries that keeps producing things that you need to keep taking for inflammation, but. Well, that's an endless cycle and an endless circle. Every day there is a new product for inflammation or it's kind of like weight loss. Every, you know, it's a fad coming along every other day, mm. maybe not as much as it used to, but <clears throat> you have to know that the body is a self-healing mechanism. If, if you are, not healthy and not well and not you know stable um in well state of well-being then something you are doing is interfering with your immune system's ability to maintain health mm -hmm. there's no pill out there i mean you have to remove what's interfering with your with the immune system not try to add palate i mean add um supplement I mean, whatever it is i mean there's nothing wrong with supplements there's nothing wrong i mean with any of this uh, but if you're expecting that you're going to cure yourself by taking a particular pill you're kind of fooling yourself because everything in the body is systemic it's all interconnected uh -huh. and it's and it's the immune system that got you here it's going to keep you here or take you out if you compromise your immune system see what happens with inflammation the immune system is busy going along, taking care of everything. It's daily duties. You have to replace X number of millions of cells. you got all of these metabolic processes going on. And a lot of just clean up, a lot of in, uh, inflammatory stuff going on. It just has to be done and, and unwound. And <clears throat> so if you um, are grounded, this is never a problem. It's just nature. It just what goes on and on and on. But if you are not grounded, then 
this inflammation tends to build up. And as it builds up, then the immune system has to spend all of its time and energy cleaning up the collateral damage rather than keeping you healthy. And once the inflammation gets out of control, then the immune system gets so compromised, then health disorder manifests. Right. Cardiovascular disease, dental, you know, whatever it is. Um, all, all of these, uh, you know, like, it's like arthritis. All of these things are inflammation-related health disorders. If you can go to Google and type in your disease and type in the word inflammation, and up comes 100 studies, pay attention. It's about inflammation. It's not right. this stuff this, that, you're, that they're selling on the shelf. And, and I don't want to knock anybody, and I don't want to play doctor. I, I just want to share. Right. Um, that, so, um, so after the 26, you have 26 peer review studies? Yes. Yes. So after those 26 peer, peer review studies, do you, do you feel like you've gotten um, the, the response that's needed for, for people to really understand that this is accurate or you still have naysayers in those communities that feel like, well, you need more studies? Well, we 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 do get a lot of that. You know, well, you need more studies. When, when I first started this, but, but what is the what is you know? I've been doing health and alternative health for a long time, right? And ninety five percent of the things on the market as alternative don't have studies. So you went to the extent to get studies, and they twenty six. So what is the is there a barometer that's in the field that say once you reach a certain number of studies because. Again, I'm not knocking anything in the pharmaceutical industry, but do they reach a certain level of studies to say, well, well you've reached 50, now it's acceptable? No, what it is, um, it's like when I first started, I did the first study. They, I started showing to people and everybody said, well, there's something here, and you, you, but you're going to need a dozen studies before anybody will believe it. So we thought that was an arduous task, but we went out and we performed a dozen different studies with different researchers at different universities, everything around the world, you know, all in Canada, the United States. Um, and uh, so, but anyhow, so then when we got that, what we found was that nobody cared. And we kept doing studies because we were looking for the mechanism of action. Right. What is actually going on here? Why does grounding work? Because we didn't know and nobody else knew. And we figured we had to figure that one out before anybody would understand it. Uh, <clears throat> but anyhow, what we found in the medical world, medicine is about money. Yeah. I remember one time I, I went to visit a friend. Well, he became a friend, cardiologist in uh, Encinitas, California. And he used to buy a lot of our grounding products. And one day I said, I'm, I'm on my way to San Diego. He called up, wanted some product. And I said, well, I'm on my way to San Diego. I'll pick them up and bring them over. And I'd just like to meet you. So I went into his office, really a nice elaborate facility. And <clears throat> I gave him the products and he paid me. And I said, you know, what do you do with these products? And I was curious because he's a cardiologist. That's important, you know. And so he said, well, we use them, you know, to get to uh, stay off the hypertension meds. Hmm. I said, what are you talking about? I didn't even know what a hypertension med was at that time. And anyhow, I said, well, why don't you give them to your clients? Because it will really help people. And he says, oh, no, we could never do that. He says, when somebody comes in our door, and he is pointing at the door. He said, when somebody comes in, he said, they're worth about $10,000 to us. 
just to start running tests and get them into the system. And if we don't give them script, they're going to go to somebody else. So we have to give them script. We have to get them onto the system. So this is like a cable TV system. We get our monthly or quarterly revenue yeah, by them coming. Subscription, down subscription model. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, I didn't really understand it, but it started to make sense to me uh, that. And he and he actually said at that time, he says, you know, you have to realize I I can't tell people to go home and take their shoes off and get well for free. He says I went to college for twelve years to get my degrees and my uh, you know whatever to be a doc, and um, and he said I've got this building, this rent, we have the staff, we have three doctors, we have receptionists, we have nurses, we have all this, and. Uh, and I and I'm married to a woman who's married to a doctor. <laughs> she wants to live like one. Right. And all of these things, and then all of a sudden, I really understood it. They're trapped. They can't change. Yeah. This is a system that America has built. Consumer watches TV, goes in, you get his ask about a med or whatever, or he has health issues, goes in, and <clears throat> they're putting all of their faith and trust in the doctor. They know nothing about the health. Today, people didn't know nothing about health um, themselves, by and large. And a lot of people do, but a lot, most people don't. Right. And so it's a business, and it's no different than running a you know, grocery store or a car, car lot. They're in business to make a profit. And there are standards out there. There's uh, consumers' ex expectations. So a consumer doesn't want to be, uh, you're not going to, a doctor's not going to teach a person about earthing. Uh, a fifty, a hundred dollar product, and say, "Here, take this home and get well." That's not the business thriving. They can't afford to do that. So how? So when you, I mean, because I went through that same process. You know, I had to go through that same rabbit hole of understanding how that industry works, and you, you know, yeah. you um, you go through some grief surrounding it because it's pretty uh, yeah. pretty messed up. Uh, so yeah. how how did you um, cope through learning all of those things along the way? I mean, did you ever get disillusioned about what you were doing? Oh, yeah. I thought these guys, I always had these these guys up on a pedestal. I thought these guys were, you know, the humanitarians of the world. I mean, they were there in case, in case we got sick or whatever. In fact, my youngest or my oldest daughter's husband is uh, works for, um, he, he's a radiologist. He works for a big operation. And... Um, when he went to school, when he started going to college, his dream was to become a naturopath and to heal and to help people. Well, he ended up at this huge institution, making a fortune, of course, but but now he's, he's running a department and it's all about making money. Mm. It's, it's all about treatments and it's about, and it, you know, I'm not saying that these things aren't necessary and aren't valuable, right? but our system is, we're treating, we're, we're, we're providing palliative care. We're giving people comfort until they die. We're giving them drugs to manifest, not to, we're not looking at it and saying, here's how you prevent these health issues. We're looking at them. And, but on the other hand, you have to realize most doctors don't know. They do not know the cause of inflammation. Yeah. They do not know. You can go to the literature. You cannot find it. They don't know the cause of uh, lupus, MS, cancer. They don't know the cause of anything. 
They know now it's related to inflammation, but they don't know what causes inflammation. Instead, they're out there trying to develop pills that will help reduce or, you know, uh, deal with inflammation. But, <clears throat> but they don't look at it and say, this is what the cause is. And this is what you need to do. You need to remove this from your lifestyle or add this to your lifestyle because these are all environmental yeah. health disorders. So we're trying to learn that we just live in a big um, feedback loop where it's stimulus and then there's response. There's stimulus and then there's response. And then so our health, our health is just really survival strategies that the body's creating to survive from this, this stimulus, this specific stimulus. And so, because again, my background is information technology. When we troubleshoot networks, we would just go in and say, okay, troubleshooting is just trying the things that you know until you figure out what the, you know, removing the things from it, right? Okay, it's this, is this, is this. So, exactly. you know, I look at it as we have really four major things that are our issues. One is grounding. That's, I'm starting there now, you know. Two is our water quality. Three is, well, two is air quality. Third, three is water quality, four is food quality. Yeah. Then the fifth one is the one that really I think is kind of driving them as well is our mental emotional standpoint because we know stress and trauma will shut down our gut and then it will shut down our immune system. So that's opened us up for all of those other things to just be 10 times right. worse than they were, you know, and it's all systematic, like you said, but most people. Um, they look at it as things like I'm getting hit with on my my end. People saying you're what you do doesn't cure people, and I said that's the word wrong terminology. No, we're not curing anybody. We're supporting the natural structures of your yeah. body to to heal systematically. Yeah, you know, I, I can share a couple of uh, story. I don't know how, what our time is. Yeah, how this yeah. all goes. Actually, I want I want you to tell me what's what's one of your your favorite stories over the years from grounding. Okay, the I think my favorite story is it started one one day I was in Ojai, California, and I was uh, this I met this lady who had MS. The the radio what did they call them? A rheumatologist. I couldn't get any subjects from regular doctors, but the rheumatologists, they say, here, you can have these people. We can't do anything for them. And they're talking about lupus, MS, and, and uh, conditions like that. Anyhow, I, got a, I met this one via a rheumatologist. I met a lady who had um, MS. And <clears throat> he had told her, or some doctor had told her that you might as well go home and get you want to get you a comfortable bed, adjustable bed, and a big TV set because MS does not get any better. Wow! And I didn't know any, I didn't know anything about MS, but that's not uncommon. I mean, because they don't know what to do with MS. So anyhow, I um, grounded this lady, and uh, she started having. I mean. In the process of doing it that day, I said, you know, she was like 35, 40 years old. And I said, what happened? How did you get MS? And I said, you weren't born with it, were you? And she says, no. And I said, well, what happened? I mean, you know, and she said, I don't know. It just, it just manifested or it just showed up. And so I was busy uh, getting her bed and everything set up and for the study and everything. And then all of a sudden she said, you know, I didn't think about it. 
But <clears throat> that was the year we lost our house. My husband left because of work and so on. And I just got stressed out and I just never, never recovered from that. And <clears throat> I didn't think too much about it. But then as time went on, because I was working with a lot of ladies with MS and lupus. And every single time I got in the habit, I said, uh, what happened to you prior to what caused lupus to manifest in your life? What caused MS? What caused fibromyalgia or whatever to manifest? And every single time, every single one of them had a story of great loss. Great trauma. Mm. Great trauma. And so what happened was, is they went into a, well, what I call an elevated sympathetic state. Yep. meaning they're in a fight or flight state. Their body is producing cortisol. Mm -hmm. The cortisol is running through their veins and it's creating uh, anxiety. And then it eventually creates inflammation, irritability. And eventually, you know, as the, the, the loop goes on, yep. your pain creates anxiety, anxiety creates pain, you know, and cortisol and so on. And then eventually, uh, your health, you know, inflammation shows up, you're not grounded, and then the fire takes off. And then MS, for instance, is nothing more than uh, neutrophils oxidizing the myelin sheath. Hmm. And what I've learned is if I put a patch on somebody's hand who has lupus or MS, then within five minutes, the pain's gone, everything's gone. And I can honestly tell them at that point, you no longer have MS. What you you have the residual damage from MS, but mm. you stopped the process. You stopped what what the cause is. The cause was as soon as, we, as soon as we grounded you, we flooded your body with free electrons, and to put the fire out, the neutrophils shut down, the immune system shut down, went back to work and doing what it's supposed to do, rather than trying to put out this fire mm. that's caused because you were not grounded. So, and I and I. And I, I I don't dozens and dozens of, of these ladies. Uh, I, I've lost track over the 20 years. But, but anyhow, it happens every time. And the only thing they have to do then is stay grounded. But if they don't stay grounded or don't spend it, for instance, like, uh, and there's more to the story. I'm trying to get to it. But the, uh, what I've learned was some of them, I would ground them during sleep. They would get up in the morning. By 10 o'clock, everything, the pain is coming back. The oxidation was coming back. Uh -huh. So then we started grounding them for 12 hours, 16 hours. Then we found that 16 hours a day, people who have active flaring MS or lupus, they need to be grounded 20, I mean, I think 24 7, but at least 16 hours a day. You got to be grounded more than you're not grounded. Right. And then the body can put the fire out and it can repair and start healing. And, and then you will eventually recover. So, <clears throat> but anyhow, I've learned this. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just there's no there's no question in my mind about this. So anyhow, I remember uh, to put this all in perspective. I remember when I was a kid, uh, in some years in the pasture with the cows, we would have infestations. I call them an infestation of jackrabbits. Mm -hmm. Some years there were just no matter. I mean, there was just million jackrabbits, and there was a lot of coyotes those years. Coyotes lived on jackrabbits, great jackrabbits. So anyhow, oftentimes the jackrabbit would be sitting there in the grass, in the pasture, 
just eating grass like a normal rabbit. And all of a sudden, the coyote would sneak up on him. And <clears throat> the rabbit's ears would perk up. The coyote would jump. And the rabbit would jump, spring in the air, and he'd zigzag back and forth across the pasture, keeping one eye on the coyote at all times. And the coyote, most of the time, would run out of energy. And he would just lay down and just pant. He was done. He couldn't go any further. The rabbit would run just a little bit further. He could still see the coyote. And he was be sitting there quivering because he just his life threatened. But after a minute, a few minutes or so, that rabbit would have one big shake like that. Then it would go back to eating grass like nothing ever happened. So that's so that, that's the thing that I speak about when we talk about, again, we work with Dr. David Berselli and we do trauma release exercises. So it's two mechanism of actions when we're talking about um, trauma, releasing the trauma like the jackrabbit where you shake and then yep. being connected to the earth to discharge that energy through the earth. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's where I kind of, then I go back to these MS and lupus ladies and fibromyalgia ladies. And I realize that what's happened is they, the coyote came after them or they went into a fight or flight state mm -hmm. and they never grounded it out. Yes. Instead they, it got worse and worse and then pain creates pain and, and pain creates more, um, more stress, you know, more, uh, um, fight or flight. And so your body is flooded with all of this uh, cortisol and hormones, inflammation, mm -hmm. and then the anxiety, the irritability, the depression, and then the uh, significant health disorder. So <clears throat> anyhow, I think that what is really important um, is, is like I, you, you go to, I mean, the average woman gets up in the morning. If she's married, she's got a husband and kids. And those are the kids, they're coyotes because they put demands on her. Mm -hmm. And 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 then oftentimes she has to go to work. And so she's got her hands extra full. But anyhow, she gets the phone rings, that's a coyote. Going to the mailbox and getting bills, that's a coyote. Yeah. Putting up with the boss, putting up with the customer, those are coyotes because they, they spike your fight or flight system. Anything that fights spikes your fight or flight system is a coyote. So, and then we never ground it out. So what, what people have to do, and what I've told a lot of people, is that sometimes, you know, you need to start removing these coyotes from your life. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's the saying, you can't heal in the same environment that caused the illness. No. And, and the other thing that I've learned is, you know, to get these, I've taken people out of their house for the first time and just say, come with me and take them out in the backyard. Say, Get a, we'll sit down here, get a chair, let them sit on, take your shoes off, put their feet on the earth and keep them there for 30 minutes. It's life-changing, totally life-changing. Wow. Um, and especially if you can get some sunlight on them because now you're getting your vitamin D and you're getting your ground right. and, you're, and your body's functioning like a fuel cell. But, <clears throat> but anyhow, so it's really, really important that we understand this fight-or-flight system because that's what's feeding a lot of the inflammation. Right. If you're not getting grounded, not getting a grounded alone is going to cause problems. But, but what's feeding the inflammation? What's creating all that inflammation in your body? It's what's it's what's in your mind. Absolutely, to a large degree. And and so what I try to get everybody to do if you can't do anything else, go outdoors and after work or after whatever, and just stand on the earth, sit on the earth with your hands and feet on the earth for. 
20, 30 minutes. You're, and then you can go to bed and go to sleep or you're going to be sleep better. Um, and you get to stress out in the morning when you get up because you're stiff and sore from being in a foam bed with static electricity and stuff. So go outdoors and get grounded. You know, showers help. You go outdoors and get grounded for 15 minutes and your day is going to be better. So yeah. why is it that our, um, when you said showers, I know showers help, but I, I was watching somebody on YouTube where they were saying our shower drains are pretty typically grounded. You've heard of that before? Well, the the old days, yes, they were grounded. This is back in the 70s, back in, yeah, before they used to have metal or copper drains and so on. Mm -hmm. No, not anymore. They're all plastic, so mm -hmm. there's no ground. There's no ground there anymore. But the water coming out of the pipe on the cold water side is generally well grounded. Yeah, our float tanks at our facility are grounded and, and often yes. our brain. So neurofeedback, that's what I've been doing for 14 years. And uh -huh. now since I met you, I started really thinking like, I think there's a couple things going on. Um, one, we ground everybody before yeah. we play sensors. You're grounded during a whole session. And then two, we're balancing out that sympathetic nervous system to help you come out of fight or flight response. The yeah. problem is, is that, you know, before I didn't have the ability to get these people to stay grounded longer periods. And now that's what we're implementing with working with you and saying, Hey, take this home now and now stay grounded so that, you know, you have something ongoing that's going to help you. Right. Yeah. It's very important. If, um, <clears throat> what I've tried to tell a lot of these ladies, because you know, their, their life, their health, is all they have. I mean, the health is the most important thing you have. No matter what else you've got going on in life, if you don't have health, nothing else means anything. Right. So I said, you, you have to take care of your health first. And <clears throat> it's really important to make whatever changes that you have to in order to get grounded. But I said, the first thing you have to know is if you have pain in your body, your body's on fire. You have inflammation in your body. If you have mental stress, that's feeding the fire. That's creating fire in your body. That's pumping the cortisol and the adrenaline. And every time, it's like if you're not sleeping well at night, then it's uh, it's fight or flight. There's a you're thinking about something. You're thinking about a coyote, right? And and you've got to learn to when you go to bed at night, write things down on a piece of paper so your brain doesn't have to think about them while you're sleeping. So you can calm that, quiet that down. If your house payment's too high and it's causing stress, sell the house, burn it down, get the hell out, save your life. Right. Do whatever you have to do to get yourself out of pain and get yourself back far enough that you can get up in the morning, feel good and breathe and be happy and then move forward again. But stop what you're doing, no matter what it is, and get, get your health back, first of all. Get your pain, get the pain out of your life, get the fire out of your body. And, and not only that, it's like I tell a lot of people, you're, you're full of anger, you're upset or whatever, go outdoors, stand on the earth. You can't be unhappy when you're standing on the earth. Hmm. You can't have anger in your body when you're standing, when you're grounded. And, and, and it's not, it just doesn't happen that way. So, Clint, we, we, so you talked about grounding with, you know, or the, the synthetic shoes cutting us off from, from the earth. Yes. And I, I know you mentioned before that you had talked to some of the guys over at um, Nike at one point, And you were saying they, they said they would make when they would make 
grounded shoes when people start calling for it. Do you yes. think, do you think if I was able to get a certain amount of people who will request grounded shoes, we can make that happen? Well, I think so. I mean, you know, it's like Nike or anybody else. Um, they want to make money. So they want to, they, they want to go get the consumer what the consumer wants. Right. But they're not going to try to take something like grounding it to the consumer and educate them. That's not their job. Right. Their job is to manufacture and deliver the goods. Well, what, the, what would that shoe? Cause I, cause I know I can get our community to, to, to buy into that because one, you got a lot of people are running runners. It would be great if they had a non-synthetic shoe. I know barefoot running became a thing, but a lot of people still yeah. want to run barefooted. Um, yeah. I wonder what would that shoe look like? It would have to be. What are the some other? There's some new materials that are conductive that kind of mimics synthetic. So, now think of it this way: the the ESD industry or the um, the in, the chip industry, software industry, com, you know, communications tech industries. All their employees have to be grounded, either with a wrist strap mm -hmm. or grounded shoes or both. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so grounded shoes have been around forever. There's okay. hundreds of grounded shoes out there. Like you, say, and like you said, people who uh, deliver fuel, they have to be grounded. People, uh, um, you know, dynamite, fireworks, all those industries where there's potential for fire. All those employees have to be grounded. The floors have to be grounded. So grounding is not anything new. Right. It's been around forever. Now, the shoes are usually work shoes. You can go, I think Reebok has grounded shoes. Mm -hmm. They're work shoes. You don't want the steel toe one. You want the soft toe ones. But they have a, you know, a grounding shoe. Uh, there's several of them uh, that could come on the market. But... <clears throat> my goal was I didn't want to be in the shoe business I, right. because there's too many styles, too many things. All I wanted to do, what I really wanted to do was I wanted to go out and build a very inexpensive grounded flip-flop, something everybody could afford or I could give away and go to the university campuses and start, you know, get a fad going on one of the universities or something. But, you know, and, but this is primarily women. You see, I've, I've been working primarily with women, women, know that grounding affects their body. They can feel it. They know that their menstrual cycles and everything are tied to the earth tides, moons, and, you know, all these things. So they're more earthy. Where men are not, it's really hard for men to accept, a lot of them to accept this. They say, well, if this were true, I'd know about it. <laughs> I say, well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but... But anyhow, so what I wanted to do was find a way so that everybody could experience it. Because if you put on a grounded flip-flop and just stand there for 15 minutes, you're going to say, oh, my God, what's going on here? There's something crawling up my leg. Yeah, that's earth energy. Mm. It's coming up. It's charging you up like a capacitor. It's putting out the inflammation. It's thinning your blood. It's oxygenating your tissue. All these things. That's all it takes is that, you know, maybe we just get make, make right make shoes just where the right shoe is the only one grounded, you know, right. So that people could experience, but yeah. So what, this is urgent, actually. It's not for the athletes and so on. It's for the children. These children are, when I was a kid, we had shoes, but we only wore them to school or church. We couldn't have, we, we couldn't afford shoes to go run around in the fields and stuff. So, <clears throat> um, but these kids today, 
you know, because of the um, advertising and everything that goes with them, some of these kids, the most important thing in their life is their tennis shoes. Yeah. It's their, it's their status. It's their ID. A lot of them, they would sleep with them if they could. Yes, they would. Uh, and so, so the, the key to is key to it is the shoe companies aren't going to come out and say, well, we want to make grounded shoes because we know now that it's contributing to your health. They can't do that because they're creating a liability setup, you know, for our litigious community or, you know, legal communities. But, but anyhow, um, because if, Shoes are the underlying cause of, of diabetes, which I know they are, mm. or not being grounded. That's a problem. So nobody wants to come out and own that. So what we need to do is we need to create a movement, um, a consumer movement. Whether And to me, it's the 35, 40-year-old mom. She's the fire. She's the driver. She yeah. goes out and she makes it happen. Nobody else seems to do that. Um, but they're taking care of their their kids. You know, most of 35-year-old moms now are in trouble. Their health is compromised. So they've got problems. And then not only that, they're taking care of their mom who has problems. And now they're taking care of children of, of so many now are on the spectrum. And, uh, you know, all these things. If we can put grounded shoes on children or get the people who are making shoes to add enough carbon to the rubber or the polymers that are on the sole of the shoe. I would say it would probably cost no more than a dollar a pair of shoes to make them conductive. Wow. Well, we need to make that happen. Yeah, it's really important. It's about the children. You've got to stop this. Autism, punch it into Google. Autism is an inflammation-related health disorder. Hmm. And everybody, but everybody, you know, I've heard of the vaccine vaccination things, but if you're... Again, if your system is grounded and you don't, you're not in fight or flight, then even those things, your immune system should be able to fight those things off. Correct? Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, I, you know, there's lots of things, and I'm not experting more things, but you would think that if the system has those resources, right, that it should be yeah, able I, to kind of take care of those things. I grounded a lot of autistic children mm. and I know a lot about it what I know most of all is if you can get them grounded early enough then they can come out of it but so my concept I mean I don't I don't know the real cause but I assume when like when I'm 76 so my kids were you know 50 years ago when they were getting those shots um, <clears throat> back then they would get mumps rubella measles shots and you get them a week or two weeks or months apart. Now they give you 30 shots at one time. One time, so, right. So now they're taxing the immune system beyond its ability. And then these, uh, because the immune system's reducing, you know, it's coming and trying to identify them and inoculate you against them. And then, but it's creating inflammation. Right. And the immune system's trying to clean it up. And it's just creating a, a cytokine storm. Mm -hmm. And oxidizing and setting off a cytokine and burning up the brain. Now, I don't care what anybody says, prove me wrong. They don't have any proof of what causes. Well, I'm telling you, inflammation, we know now that inflammation or autism is an inflammation related health disorder. Ten years ago, we learned that diabetes was an inflammation related health disorder. Wow. Um, you know, weight gain, all these things are the body, I mean, the immune system is compromised. And then, you know, 
the comfort. I mean, we go for comfort because we feel bad, and we it messes with our eating. It messes with our, you know, uh, a lot of people take drugs, alcohol, whatever. Those are trying to cope with the pain that's in their body, the fire that's inside, mm -hmm. the anxiety, the irritability, the uh, depression, and. Um, so, but anyhow, grounding is more important than anything I can tell you. Selling a product or anything, that's not what I'm about. I'm totally about, I mean, we have to make these products available and all that kind of stuff to help people. But, but this is a uh, humanitarian effort. And we can't help the older people a whole lot because they know what they know and, they, and they're not going to change much. It's really hard. You can buy things and give it to them and help them. But... The people that we have to work with are the young moms, 35 and under, and with the children. Because those women are the most challenged, taking care of their mom, taking care of their children. And a lot of them, you know, I was dumbfounded when I got into this and started understanding. 80% of the women in America sleep alone. Now, you think about that. Why? Fibromyalgia, lupus, MS, and all these chronic health disorders. Wow. The stress. Is created in the family because of these autoimmune related health disorders, because of autism, because of all these health challenges. It's messing up the family, it's messing up the work environment, the community, yeah. the state. The, and so the, if, you, if you go further into that, because it's just, I think what you're saying, because people really don't understand that when you, the inflammation, when you go into the fight or flight response, um, your rational decision making and things of that like that go through the window. They go out the window. So you know, we we have people who are who are traumatized on top of being inflamed and creating more inflammation. It's like we're creating a society of really of like I want to say this zombies. It's just people who aren't really able to truly live. If you're walking around with pain and discomfort, and then you're just trying to find your way out of it by trying to purchase your way out of it by whether you're drinking, smoking, buying, whatever. It's like they're making people to be perfect consumers. Well, that's what, that's what, America, yeah, that's what America is about is consumer. We're a consumer-based economy. Everything is about selling something to a consumer. Nobody, no corporation out there cares about your health. They care about your money. Yeah. That, and I, I know I know these people. I've been around them my whole life. Yeah, and, that, and that's sad because I, you know, I'm I've I've had my own corporation, and I I I wish to change that. You know, um, well, small business can change it. Unfortunately, we've lost probably fifty percent of our small businesses because of the chaos that's going on in this country in the last year or two with COVID mm -hmm. and everything else. But on the other hand, you know, there's a you know, it's like anytime you have a crisis, anytime you have all this stuff going on in the world, then it's all going to come to an end, and then we're going to come out of it bigger and better yeah. and smarter people. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> well, so, well, I know. So I and and we'll we'll end on that note. So because I connected with you um, to help, you know, to get into this. Um, and, and start to get our community, my community specifically, the African American community, um, to get grounded. My goal is to get a million of us, our homes grounded. Well, the homes are grounded, but get us the people in the homes grounded. Um, because I know that we desperately, desperately need it. And it's something that 
many of us just don't know about. And yeah, it's an educational movement. It's that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it comes down to. And that's what that's what we're doing here with, um, you know, having these conversations with yourself. And I appreciate you, um, you know, reaching out to me and connecting with me and you and Olivia just uh, welcome welcome us with open arms into, you know, the yeah. earthing movement. And, you know, definitely want to be of uh, great value to you and to, you know, the people we're trying to help yeah. as well. So. Again, thank you, Clint, for coming on and, and being our first guest for Into the Interverse. And we'll see everybody next time. Well, it's a real privilege and an honor. Namaste. Take care. Take care. La, la, la. You've been listening to the Inner World Podcast on EYL. Theme song produced by Be Ready for West Coast Creations. I am Raz Cass, reminding you to take action, be proactive, be congruent, get out of the matrix, get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save